0: Good morning, everybody. It is the unofficial start of the 2023 NFL season because the Super Bowl is over. The Kansas City Chiefs have defeated the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Super Bowl, the Lombardi, is in Kansas City, Jim. What did you think of that game?
1: Great game. Great game. Horrible call at the end. On Juju. <laughs> On Juju. Juju drew the big big flag. That's right.
0: Yeah. So he would we have, have never a,
1: caught that ball. He would have never caught that ball without that slight hold.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was
1: let go all game. Terrible, uh, call, but that's how it goes.
0: That's how it goes, and there are a lot of Eagles fans out here in my neck of the woods that I know. <laughs> I know they're sad right now. So my, our condolences. It was a hard-fought game. I'll tell you what, Jalen Hurts really put a strong performance out there. Uh, tough to see that guy. Go out that way, um, but we'll talk more about the the Super Bowl and get into a little bit of off season Steelers talk. But before we do, this is episode fifty five, the Joey Porter episode here. Can't believe it's fifty five. We're we're closing in on a hundred, and we're excited to to be with all of you today. And Jim, let's let's jump into it. Let's talk the Super Bowl. You had a matchup of a team that was dominant throughout the year, and the NFC representative Eagles. You have a Kansas City team with really a a generational talent. You might disagree with that. And Patrick Mahomes uh, hobbled by an ankle injury. And really, it was a battle the entire game. Um, Thoughts?
1: On on Mahomes. I mean, I agree. I agree. He's the best quarterback in the world right now. And the ankle injury, there are two tweets that I highlighted for this show that I like the best uh, by a guy named Elbron Mexico. Imagine how badass this sounds to Patrick Mahomes right now. The ambient echoes of Rihanna's voice vibrating the walls of his soul, just as the pharmacy they dumped into his veins takes hold. <laughs> and the other one by him, by Elron. Ron. I'm so jealous of him. Imagine being at a concert and an entire training staff just throwing every drug at you until you can't get in your legs. <laughs>
0: Oh my God! Let me
1: also give halftime, uh, 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 props to not only the training staff but to the coaching staff that had the Chiefs coming up the middle and forcing Hurts to scramble left. He could not throw scrambling left. That was a good, good catch by them on film, and uh, it worked. And uh, every key play, it seemed, he was scrambling to his left and throwing that that pass out of bounds just to get rid of the ball.
0: Yeah. So, so one of the things that I, I felt like would be a good uh, point for us to discuss here is the Eagles and the Chiefs really set the standard right now for offensively what it takes to compete at that level, to compete in the postseason, to battle for a Super Bowl. So, if we look at that standard, we know the standard is the standard in Pittsburgh. How far does this Pittsburgh offense have to come to get? Even close to that level, of what we see from the Eagles or the Chiefs? Are they far away? Are they close? What are the biggest differences you see in those offenses? you got to build your own
1: team. And by the time they do that, they may be setting the tone for what's new in offenses in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't, I, I hear this all the time. You can't try to match with other people. I know you have your division teams you have to beat, so you have to draft some specific players to cover certain people, things like that. But they have to just build their own. What they have, paint the barn red. You got red paint, paint the barn red. Maybe draft another color this year. Add that to your barn. But, you know, uh, they have a quarterback. um, Continue building the line. They have running backs. They have a couple receivers. Looks like they still need another one. Or maybe they want to go two tight ends. Hey, whatever the draft gives them, if there's some monster that that monstrous tight end from Georgia, is 280 pounder, you know wow. you you want to do some uh, uh, running and and passing, maybe you love those guys. Just draft Hall of Famers and build your own team. That's that, <laughs> that's my point.
0: Yeah, it's your the simplistic approach there. The whole reason I bring that up is I saw a column this morning where it was, it, it was talking about the the Chiefs. Eagles Super Bowl just showed how far away the Steelers team is from contending, that their offense is nowhere near playing at that level um, of the Chiefs and, and, and of the Eagles. And again, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's apples to apples there because every every offense is different. Um, I was just seeing if you feel like they they have the pieces in place to take take the steps next year where they could be in a shootout game with an Eagles or a Chiefs team.
1: Well, if they have better defenders, maybe they won't have to be in a shootout game. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) I mean, you just got to draft your team. Yeah. That's all I can say.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I think Kenny Pickett's a capable quarterback. That's the start. They have a a really exciting receiver in Pickens. And Deontay Johnson, I think, can play better. And they have a a really, really good tight end in Pat Fryerman. Yeah. And they have really good running backs. So.
0: Yeah. So, and we'll get into the the draft talk here um, once we wrap up the Super Bowl. But anything else to jump out to you from that game that you wanted to highlight, or players that stood out to you, or I know you talked about the the scheme from Kansas City forcing Hurts to throw to his left, which was pretty uh, pretty impressive. But anything else couple, jump out to you?
1: A couple things. Um, the uh, Isaiah um, <laughs> the name escapes me again. Pacheco. Yeah. Seventh round pick out of Rutgers. Rookie. And, you know, having a, having had the Eagles plus four and a half on a tease, if Isaiah Pacheco was running that ball to the one-yard line, he would not have stopped.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. He would have scored the touchdown that would have beat teasers. Instead, they stopped at the one, pokeyed around, run the clock off, and kicked the field goal one by three. So uh thankfully from my point of view, Isaiah was not in the game, but that's the kind of I mean, did the Chiefs know they were getting him to replace their running backs and uh and um Tyreek Hill and guys like that? You know, you just keep keep finding those guys. That's a seventh round pick. Yeah. And does that kid run with some determination? And he's yeah. got four three seven time. So
0: wow. Yeah. yeah, he looked like he was shot out of a cannon there.
1: So that's that's one thing. You know, these talents are there. you know, get your Willie Parker. Um, The other thing was the middle linebackers for the Chiefs. Nick Bolton, Mm -hmm. for one, Willie Gay played very well, too.
0: Yeah.
1: Nick Bolton close, almost scored two touchdowns. Both of them late second round picks. Uh, You don't have to get your inside linebackers that early in the draft. Uh, Philadelphia, um Kaiser White was a fourth round pick. TJ Edwards was undrafted. Okay. Those are good players, good athletes. It's not like you found a stopgap who is improving and understands the system like you have in Robert Spillane. Right. I, I believe Robert Spillane is still going to be the, the starting inside linebacker this year, but he's the kind of guy teams are always going to look to replace for more with more speed. Yeah. So those are two things that stood out to me. And of course uh, uh, the Eagles offensive line. My goodness. Yeah. My goodness.
0: So good. I mean, they should have just run quarterback sneaks all day. Oh, I was talking about that this morning on my other podcast that it was like a bulldozer. Just, I mean, it was incredible. The push that they got. It's insane. Yep. Yeah.
1: And, uh, there's a, you know, that, uh, that left tackle was a guy that the Steelers brought in and thought they were going to, Sign after the draft, he was an Australian rules rugby. He was an Australian rugby player, or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, The left guard is Dickerson, Landon Dickerson. Man, who didn't love him coming out of Alabama, but he had all those those leg injuries. Yeah, and their center is a Hall of Famer, you know, Kelsey. Yeah, so I, I, I also one other note, I did feel good for Juju.
0: Yeah,
1: all the ridiculous harassment he got in his town. You know, I gave a talk the other day at a library, and I still. You know, questions at the end. One guy says, What do you think of Tomlin and all these guys dancing? You know, that's what ran Juju out of time. Yeah. The dancing. God, we gotta be afraid of the dancing. You know, be afraid of the dancing. It's Tomlin, you know, he's gonna have all those guys dancing in that locker room before you know it.
0: There is no, there's no discipline, Jim.
1: No, it's it's just running amok.
0: Yeah, it's out of control.
1: So uh, I'm glad Juju got a ring after being run out of town by a slob, so.
0: <laughs> that may be the quote of this <laughs> podcast. I love it. Run out of town by a slob. So just kind of changing directions a little bit. The So the 2022 season's over. We're now unofficially into the 2023 season. So we're going to get start getting into the off-season draft talk. And I'm, I don't know how much study or evaluation you've done to this point, but have you targeted the position that you're looking at at pick 17 or are you still operating from that best player available mindset?
1: Well, best player available to a degree. I mean, you do need the position. You yeah. do want to need the position because I do think they are close to contention. Um, I'm reading what guys like Shane Hallam and Roy Countryman and Matt, C- Matt Steele are writing for us at our site. Uh, the offensive linemen are very interesting. I love the center. Uh, there's a lot of people who disagree with me because he lacks the mobility that Pittsburgh Steelers have had there at that position since Dermani Dawson and Marquise Pouncey know those guys, Jeff Hardings. But um, uh, I-, I could go without the center. I like some of the tackles. Uh, there are a couple special tackles that you could take at 17. Uh, Paris Johnson and uh, the guy from Georgia, Broderick Jones. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy from Tennessee is interesting. Maybe the bottom of the, of the the round. So you, they don't. I don't really think they need an offensive lineman to step right in on day one. I kind of have grown fond of the five they have, but you know, you could take the next guy's replacement because you can't, you figure they're not going to all stay healthy again, and they right. need depth. So the 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 guy they draft early is going to be the, the the top of the depth chart uh, reserve. Mm-hmm. And hopefully he has some vers- versatility so he can find his place through injury, through what falls to him. So yeah. that's a position. Cornerback, you know, Joey Porter Jr. Love, love him. This is episode 55, right? Perfect. Uh, love Joey Porter Jr. Um, as a corner. And uh, really, uh, uh, Roy Countryman brought to my attention Sidney Brown, the safety from Illinois, who has a lot of similarities to Troy Polamalu. And I know that's special, that's saying a lot, but there's a lot of similarities there. And while they have two strong safeties, they have none because they're both free agents. And really, Casey, the, the guy who gets the turnovers, is 30 years old and slight. He, he hasn't proven durability. Terrell Edmonds, you know, no turnovers last year and in, in 850 snaps. Yeah. And maybe they let him go and bring in a strong safety. I doubt it because they have a lot of money invested in Minka back there. You don't need yeah. two all stars, but they've been looking for a strong safety since Troy.
0: Yeah.
1: And when they drafted Troy, they had been looking for one since Carnell Lake. Yeah. And when they drafted Carnell Lake, they had been looking one for since Donnie Shell.
0: <laughs> Never going to go to the
1: Super Bowl without a superstar uh, strong safety in this town. Yeah. Well, so, there's that. Mm-hmm. And of course, defensive linemen, inside linebackers, and I've already pointed out you hopefully can get those a little later. You don't have to keep trading up for these
0: guys. Right. And something that's going to factor into that too is, you know, they they probably have a pre-draft strategy before free agency starts, but we don't know what positions they'll potentially address through free agency because they do have, they don't have a ton of cap space, but they have a, um, a modest amount. So potentially okay. they could, you know, um, and maybe not uh, Tremaine Edmonds, um from buffalo inside backer but i don't know if you remember was it four years ago david long inside backer from wvu that they were looking at he's a free agent and he's a run stuffer i mean that's the kind of signing that you typically see the Steelers make their second contract guys so maybe if they get somebody like that it eliminates the need to draft someone
1: wasn't kaiser white from wvu too yes and i do believe he's a, a free agent yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there are guys. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, I, if it was, so the way I've been looking at this, I know offensive line is being touted as the the absolute go to. It seems like the popular narrative for the, the 17th pick, but kind of what you were saying, how you kind of grown fond of the offensive line, I think the improvement they showed over the second half of last year and just the continuity, I think there's something to be said for that. I wouldn't pull a trigger on offensive linemen, at least until second third round for depth
1: yeah but if there's a guy that you you identify as a hall of famer a guy who's what? gonna lead you police your locker room for the next 10 15 years that's the guy even though yeah. he doesn't have you know hey you, you know you're gonna hold broderick jones out because Chukes a four the core four is holding down the fort over there a little bit <laughs> you know you know you can make that move chooks gets sure a little do. ankle sprain man that's over yeah and so you got your guy or left tackle, How however you want to do it. So uh, I, I don't want to pass on a Hall of they, they need big,
0: bad men
1: and with character. You know what I mean?
0: Big, big, bad men with character. We have slobs. Today. Well, what that's a, the media the yeah. dynamic. So yeah. would you say if, if you were going to replace – one of the current starting five on the offensive line, would it be a core four that would be your target to improve?
1: I'm not targeting right now, and I don't know what they think of Dotson. I do know Mason Cole was identified as the weak link in preseason by someone I talked to in personnel, and then Mason had a good year. So it's not that any longer. So I don't know that there's one specific spot. We could easily point to Kevin Dotson, but – you know, I like a lot of dots in size and demeanor. Yeah, and his his ability to be available. Or whatever Tomlin says about availability is the key. Right. Yeah. His main asset is that he's there. You know. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't target. You love a guy, take the guy, and then see what happens at camp.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and we're going to have a lot more coverage uh, of the draft, preparing for the draft. The combine starts here at the end of the month. Uh, so a lot of a uh, lot of discussion, a lot of reflection, a lot of evaluation, analysis coming your way. Um, I'm sure we'll probably have some type of mock draft exercise as we work through the spring here. Jim, anything you want to close up episode 55 with? Anything you want to hit on?
1: No, I think I gave all my opinions uh, in a in a timely manner. I, I I don't have any. Uh, I just uh, you know, yeah,
0: nothing, nothing. All right. Well, hey. That's going to do it for episode 55. Thank you so much, everybody out there in YouTube land for listening, for sharing this with your family and friends. Please give us a like, subscribe, uh, drop us a comment. Um, Love the comments after we we post it, so we appreciate that very much. You can check out Jim's work at the Still City Insider. Give him a follow on Twitter at Jim Wexel. You can check out my work at thestillstudy.com. Give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study, and we will see you back here for the Lamar Woodley episode. We're going outside backers, number 56. Okay. All right guys, have a care good one. Take care. Take care.